Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to That's the Tea, the podcast oh that gives you football news in the most digestible way, way possible. My name is Arjun. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan, and we are here to talk about the NFC North today as we do our state of the franchise segment of the podcast here. Ryan, how are you doing today? And on top of that, how are you feeling about the NFC North after doing state of the franchise notes? Doing swell. Um... NFC North. I think we mentioned it a little bit before we started recording. It's a very underwhelming group of teams. I think in terms of like the excitement that we have for these four teams and the amount of transactions or exciting transactions that they made. Just lackluster. Very lackluster. That was the word. That was exactly the word I was going to say right when you handed me back the mic there. Yeah. Very lackluster. Not a lot of teams in this division made a lot of moves. And it's like surprising because like I feel like a lot of these teams need to fill holes and like they they kind of did. They ain't like address it. They like kind of did. So I have a lot. I actually want to have a lot to talk about. I guess it's going to be more of like dissecting their moves and the very little that they did. Yeah. So we come straight into things. Um, first things first things first, I wanted to um, hop into things. I actually just started. Um, I just went back to our 2022 say the franchise episode. Okay. And I looked at how we broke down the NFC North last year. Okay. And we, we differed last year. This is exciting. You went, you actually went, De- I'm going to go worst to first. You went Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, Green Bay. Oh, the Aaron Rodgers fanboy. All right. I, yes. I, get, it. I, went, I get it. I get it. I went Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, or um, Minnesota, Green Bay. We were we were riding the Green Bay high, both got of it, us. Don't do it. not worry. So we okay, kind of okay, we kind of okay. whiffed there, but it's, it's, it's just the Lions. Fun. They 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 did better than expected. They outperformed exactly, and the Packers uh, they kind of underwhelmed. So we'll, we'll hop straight into into um last place team because though. you yeah. got me to bind to the Justin Fields hype for the Bears. Jesus. And yeah, I still picked them last, which is hilarious. <laughs> God, you're horrible. Yeah, man. I mean, we just didn't believe in Jared Goff, but it's okay. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about um the lines when we He's get there. We'll back talk another about year. Bears. He's back another year, and you know who else is back for another year? Justin Fields is back for another year. The Chicago Bears three and fourteen to end off their season. Start with the number one overall pick. Trade out that pick, but Ryan, let's talk about the good, the bad. You know, how are you feeling about this team leaving last season? I don't know where to start, dude. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about it, but you also, you, sir, you were also riding the Darnell Mooney hype train. You got me to bite, and it bit me in the ass. That was horrible. <laughs> you, I should stop listening to your fantasy picks, man. But either way, I think they just didn't have receiving weapons last year. I think that's why they went for Claypool. Mm-hmm. Right? And then exactly. Justin Fields... He'll be better this year. Let's just put it like that, right? He's got to be better. No, I, I agree with you a yeah. thousand percent there. Yeah. They they really didn't have any sort of like passing game last year, but like the run game was phenomenal. I have a couple numbers on that later. Yeah, but... and then Montgomery's gone now, though. And Montgomery's gone. And the yeah, other, there's a big question mark there. I think he'll be back. fine, though. I think they're fine. They'll make it work. There, There's one signing that they made in free agency that, yes. you know, might tickle you fancy. We'll, we'll hop into that. I think overall the Bears tickle like... Tickle fancy. Tickle you fancy, my God. I haven't <laughs> used that in a long time. But, dude, for the Bears, like I, I'm i like not mad that they went 3-14. and 14. Like It was kind of expected. But I feel like they, they walked out of last year and into and like started off strong this year with like the new additions in yes. free agency and the draft. So we'll hop straight into that right now. A couple of key transactions they, they had. Um, they trade for DJ Moore. That was part of the package that I kind of alluded to earlier where they trade out the first overall pick traded with the Panthers. They got DJ Moore in a first and a couple other picks. They also signed Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, those linebackers to fill up the middle of the field. And those were pretty hefty contracts. And last but not least, running back Deonta Foreman. Ryan, I feel like he's one of your favorite up and I don't want to say oh, up and coming players, no, 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 but he's, no, no. he's a sleeper pick for you, Ryan. And I want to hear, um, I'm assuming you highlighted this name. As that, is a, the, that is the addition. player. Yeah. Yeah, let me know. Let let me hear about um the rise of Deonta Foreman on your fantasy football. No, no, he has already risen. Please, I had him last year. Okay, please. So, I'm I'm not knocking on David Montgomery, 
when I'm giving my spiel about this, but think about it like this. David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert were good, right? But they weren't like, oomph. like, I feel like the, the problem is, is people drafted, what is it? Montgomery pretty high, but I feel like I just don't trust him in fantasy. Do you? This year, mm, we'll talk about that because he's like, even last year. I don't know. Last year, I didn't trust him for some reason. Yeah. So then it's like, but people drafted him. Mm-hmm. And then I had Foreman, you know, just saying. So I was chilling. And then he did really good on the Panthers. So then, mm-hmm. well, what was it? Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard? Yep. That guy? Not a worry either. So then I feel like Deonta Foreman walking to this role. Sure, you have Khalil Herber as your backup, but I'm pretty sure Foreman is the like the main guy. Not I worried. think Foreman's I think Foreman is going to be the one right now coming out of the gate here. Um, like they might like, split down the road though who knows right but like like i remember I was listening to this too was just like okay if they really believed in khalil herbert how come like whenever like he always popped off whenever david montgomery got hurt but how come whenever david montgomery got back khalil herbert like became non-existent yeah and then when montgomery walked they brought exactly. another person exactly. they brought another person yeah, so yeah. like is khalil herbert the answer like if he was the answer they wouldn't have like signed down to foreman or like who knows what the usage is going to be there for khalil herbert so I agree with you there. I highlighted DJ more though. No, oh, um, of course you did. Of course I did. I'm a I'm a DJ more believer. And you know, don't worry, I addressed you here. I feel like the hope is that after DJ he Moore, upset you last year. It's okay. It's okay, you know. You're gonna come back okay. again to just yes, like I, the whole Allen Robinson thing. Yes, see, he's okay. my Allen okay. Robinson. He's my Allen Robinson. But I mean, it. come on. Got it. The the hope is that DJ Moore is to Justin Fields as Stefan Diggs was for Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts was with, with AJ Brown, right? With a true number one, you hope that Justin Fields can take that leap forward as a passer. And honestly, I think I can see it happening. I mean, I, I don't want to like allude to my fantasy football pick later on, but like DJ Moore, sneaky top 20 wide receiver, a true number one. I can kind of see it happening in this offense. That's just me. Though. I got him for the NFL breakout, not fantasy breakout, because I don't trust him enough to have him on my team where like, you know, like because I, I have skin in the game. For fantasy, but in real life, you know, I can ah, just say whatever. You can, you name. Can be like, yeah, I like DJ Moore. Oh, okay, okay. So I think DJ Moore is there because I think the Bears like to sling it deep. And that's the reason why you went with Darnell Mooney last year. He just didn't get the job done. Correct. So then now insert DJ Moore. This is probably what you're talking about. He is like the Darnell Mooney of last year, but he comes mm-hmm. with a little more experience, right? A little more experience, yeah. better height, proving wide receiver. I think he, he came out of the first round that Darnell Mooney was being drafted in like the, the fifth or sixth. So the talent is there, right? So yeah. gotta love what you see there. All right, transitioning over to the draft. They made a couple of interesting picks. First off, they went with Darnell Wright, the offensive first tackle. First offensive tackle off the board, right? Uh, second, I second. think, to Paris Johnson. The, oh, yes, yes. I forgot. The Cardinals yeah, PJ went Paris first. Johnson, yeah. Uh, Darnell, I know you kind of, I, I forget about Paris Jones. I'm not going to lie. Um, I should remember him because he's playing my division. But anyways, yeah, Darnell Wright goes out first. Then they got a couple of defensive tackles, Gervin Dexter and Zach Pickens. He actually spells it with two Cs. I had to confirm oh, that. Okay. And they got cornerback Tyreek Stevenson, who I heard was pretty good coming out of the draft. Kind of a sneaky pick in the second round, later second um, round. But overall, overall, Ryan, is there any draft pick here? That you're like, okay, what like the, this is the cornerstone piece of the draft that they needed to hit on, and like they got it. Okay, I don't, I'm not gonna lie and say I know much about offensive tackles, but I'm how about we just put it out there that if Darnell Wright is gonna do what he's supposed to do, that is the cornerstone piece for this offense. No, honestly, and I highlighted him too. I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'll help you out there too. Yes, uh huh. Um, you know. The offense is pretty much predicated on the run, right? So, like, mm-hmm. the Bears were number one a lot. in rushing yards. They averaged 177 rushing yards per game, which was, like, insane. However... Wait, is that including Justin Fields? Yes, that's including Justin oh, there Fields. There you go. Uh-huh. So, you know, it makes... Still, 177 yards is still pretty good, man. Okay, okay. Um, they were last in passing yards, though. And so, I, I'm pretty sure the signing or, like, getting Darnell right is going to help improve pass blocking. Because the, the problem is, is that you, you brought up... Oh, is it including Justin Fields? The reason why Justin Fields ran sometimes was like literally like his life was on the line. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's trying to avoid the pressure. You know, the play kind of didn't develop how it was supposed to. So he's going to have to run with it. So hopefully, Donald Wright can buy Fields enough time to throw deep, throw to his new targets, and then boom, 
looking pretty good there. All right, let's uh, close off the. Or is there anything else we want to talk about for Darnell Wright? Are you ready to hop on to no, some no, I'm Ready players? to hop on to your your question now? All right. Um, or you want to talk about breakout players really quick? Or okay, so I got my NFL breakout DJ Moore. So you can tell mm-hmm. me your NFL one because I'm pretty sure your fantasy one is DJ Moore, right? It's actually so my NFL one's Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's just going to be a very busy boy right now. I, I loved him coming out of the draft. 20, <laughs> okay. 20 years old, man. Um, And I feel like he will. he's a true inside linebacker. You don't really find a lot of these like really good inside linebackers as much anymore. He loves attacking the ball. And I feel like with TJ Edwards being signed as well, it's going to be very similar to how he was playing in Buffalo with Matt Milano. So mm. the transition might be a little bit easier there. And I think that's a really good, it's a good landing spot for Tremaine Solid. Edmonds. Solid. And he's still 24. Okay. Um, Fantasy football is Justin Fields. You know, like that doesn't seem like a big leap, but like, and it's going to leak into my question. It's just like, well, how many people were actually going to draft Justin Fields top five, like as top five quarterback? And I honestly think not that much. And we could talk about, the, I, I don't know if you want to talk about your fantasy football breakout first, and then we could talk about Justin Fields. I just came over the fantasy breakout player yeah. really quick. I got yeah. Deontay Foreman because I, I mean, originally you would think it might be like, you know, I, I okay, I feel like. No, yeah, I'm just going to go with Deontay Foreman. Pretty sad on that. Because I feel like Cole, Cole Komet was on this list because last year people were drafting him, but then they just got Robert Tunyon. So then you're exactly. kind of like, ah. So then I'll okay. just go with Deontay yeah. Foreman. Yeah, I would draft him given the right price. Which would like kind of lead me into the whole Justin Fields thing that you're talking about. I feel like he'll end up as a top five QB, but he won't get drafted as if he were a top five QB. Exactly. And I think that's like, that's why I have them as my breakout players, because I feel like people are going to draft him like seventh, eighth, like realistically. Okay. People are going to draft Josh Allen ahead of him. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Am I missing anyone? Huh? Maybe he is top five. Am I missing anyone? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Okay. Wait, give me. You, you, you so wanna, I'm going to have to wait. Here, hot take. Uh, yeah, go for it. Tua, Tua over Justin Fields. I can kind of see that happening. Okay, I kind of like it. Sounds good. Yeah. Um. All right. Sorry. Because I think Tua, if he can like not do Tua plays and like you know just like throw the ball up in the air and stuff like if you can eliminate that and stay on the field i wouldn't mind having tua over justin fields given tua's weapons yeah for sure for sure all right mm-hmm. um final question for this do you think the bears can go and no, take no, chance, no chance no chance no chance i think i put the, division maybe wild card heck yeah i think they're pretty maybe i think, I think they'll go in the wild card but come on division i don't know i don't know come on yeah. Okay. Um. Let's briefly talk about the Packers then. Ready to transition over? Let's do it. Um, you know what's Pack- funny? Yeah. About the Packers, I think it's funny how they ended up behind the Lions because you would never think this would be. And then I feel like if you were to ask anybody, they would be like, "Nah." Like, like if you just ask him to like remember this past season and be like, "Oh, did the Packers do better than the Lions?" People are gonna be like, "Yeah." Like no, no doubt, right? No, yeah, honestly, because it's only one I game off. This. Yeah, I had to double check this. I totally yeah. forgot this happened. I think Detroit actually won the last game of the season against the Packers. I think I think that was like the whole that was like the headline, right? Like the yeah. Packers, if they won, they were in the playoffs. If they lost, they were out. Yeah, they they lost at home, I think, which is like to the Lions, like right, or something. To the Lions, yeah, to the yeah. Lions, yeah. So it's pretty wild. Um, Rip. What went wrong? I mean, my okay. semi-hot take is the fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't play like Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't think it was completely on the Packers' fault altogether. I think also other thing, Christian Watson. Uh, I don't know if he panned out or not. He did have that stretch of games where he became a uh, Gabe Davis, where like <laughs> everything he caught was a TD. So I mean, like that got people excited, but that didn't last too long, and it wasn't like consistent. Because you couldn't exactly. rely, like, because the problem is you can't rely on Gabe Davis to be your number one. So you can't rely on Christian Watson to be your number one. But I think Christian Watson was your number one. Exactly. Yeah. And like, and they, they, they kind of addressed it in the draft. And we'll talk that, I'll talk about that briefly. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I was kind of giving, I was kind of um, dogging on Aaron Rodgers, but like, did he really have a true number one? But then 
the question is, has he ever truly had a number one outside of like Devontae Adams? So it's just like, ah, uh, I don't really know. Um, like that just comes with age two with Aaron Rodgers, right? So we'll see how he does with the Jets. <laughs> um, good luck. Good luck. In terms of new additions to this team, I literally oh, put God. all four transactions. I'll um, be real. I don't recognize any of the names you put here for the free agent additions, but like, I mean, outside of Keyshawn Nixon, I recognize him. Okay. Well, no. Same. Okay. So, uh, oh, you know Keyshawn Nixon. Very, his name sounds familiar, and I just don't know where I heard it from. Oh, yeah. You want to know what's funny? So, what position do you have him listed as here? Return punt returner. Yeah. So, he was on the Raiders, right? As an undrafted Mm -hmm. cornerback. So, I think he found another role that's better for him. Mm-hmm. And I think the Packers, you know, they they literally just upgraded their special teams. They got a long snapper, <laughs> Matt Orzek, and they got a kick returner and punt returner. And I think, like, may Nixon, you know, break out and be their version of Hunter Renfro because they also really wanted Darren Waller. So, you know, here you go. Here's your Hunter Renfro 2.0. I am uh, I'm so baffled by the fact, like, that this is all they did. It's just yeah. Like, I, I understand, like, okay, like, you know, they don't want Jacoby Myers or something like that. But it's just like, you Your could always improve the offensive line. You could always improve your linebacking core. You could always improve pass rush, but no. Um, they were they too busy Keyshawn this offseason dealing with the Rodgers thing. They did not have time to go look for free agents. You know, that might be part of it, too. So, you know, we got to bake that into it. But yeah, um, let's talk about the real meat of their new additions coming from the draft. So some key um, draft picks that they made first round, Lucas Van Ness, who was supposed to be a really good pass rusher for them. I think a lot of people have like him that. mocked up as like top three pass rusher coming out of this draft. So, mm. oh yeah, I, you know, I just mentioned they needed pass rush. So they, they attacked in the draft, which was nice. Um, they also got tight end Luke Musgrave wide receiver, Jaden Reed, and then they doubled down on tight end. Like what you just said Talk with Tucker that. Kraft. That being said, Ryan, out of these four players, um, who do you think is gonna make the biggest impact in the draft? Lucas, Lucas Van Ness. Because honestly, I wouldn't. I think I might have mentioned you mentioned it to you on draft day. If the Raiders trade it down, I wouldn't mind Lucas Van Ness because I feel like mm-hmm. there's already presence, or he's a good guy, but then. Looking from from the uh, Packers' perspective, they already have Preston Smith. They have mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary on the roster. You add in mm-hmm. Lucas Van Ness. I think the only knock on him is I think he played only two years at Iowa or something like that. So, But I think that he'll just step in and make an impact because I feel not all eyes are going to be on him. It's one of those situations where you, know, you have Preston Smith, you have G- Gary, you have Van Ness. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like his biggest knocks were just like the fact that he didn't really play a lot yeah, on the field. But it's so true because like, you play for two years, not a lot of experience. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So like the potential is definitely going to be there. And like he had, he has a skill set. It's just a matter of like getting him on the field. So I agree with you there. That is my NFL breakout. Lucas. Nice. I got Luke Musgrave here. And for um, NFL? For um, actually, it's just for the draft. Just like a key, a key oh, player. Oh, got it. Yeah, got it, it wasn't it, just okay. Lucas Hernandez. I'm so sorry. Yeah, really quickly. I just feel like because okay, was a rookie QB is like favorite player. It's honestly any checkdown man. Exactly. And is Jordan Love a uh, a real true rookie? No, but I mean it's gonna be his first year starting, and so he's gonna be looking for those outlets like Luke Musgrave. And um, you have to understand that like the Packers traded tried to trade for Darren Waller like twice. Hard. They went hard for him. They went hard in the paint to trade for during one. They never did, but they got Luke Musgrave, who I think has a similar skill set in terms of like the athleticism, the physical traits, can stretch the field. Like they got their Darren Waller through the draft. And I feel like they're gonna utilize so, him correctly. So um I'm excited for Luke Musgrave. Uh all right. Sorry about that. Now let's talk about uh Ryan. Tell me about your breakout players, both on so my NFL, NFL guy and the base Lucas. Side. Go for it. Yeah. And then for fantasy, for fantasy, I put down the guy you just put down, Luke Musgrave. And it's literally my notes are the exact same. I'll literally read it. He'll replace Robert Tunyon. The job is his. As Jordan Love would rely on big guy over the middle like Musgrave. 
<laughs> it's literally so echoing what you just said. Because I mean, Musgrave, I haven't. I, I I did some research. I got the notes. Six six two fifty. Mm-hmm. He literally will because I I checked the roster too. When they got rid of Tunyon, they have no one left. I think that's why they double dipped for tight ends this year in the draft. And you don't blame them, right? And they have they have two different skill sets. Too. I think Tucker Craft is more of like a like a blocking tight end, but like yeah, no, dude, they, had, they literally had no one at tight end. Exactly. And then if you really look at it, like from a fantasy perspective, there's not a lot of players that you would like. I would say, uh, like right now, because the, do you trust Aaron Jones and like the whole AJ Dillon timeshare? I don't know. And you're not going to draft Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. So you're going to draft Christian Watson? Probably not. I will. I'm going to pause you right there. My NFL breakout is actually Jordan oh. Love. Oh. I bought into. I kind of bought NFL. into it. NFL. That's I, I kind of bought into okay. what I've seen last year when Aaron Rodgers was hurt and they inserted Jordan Love. And guess who he was throwing to? Christian Watson. That's why he's my fantasy football breakout i think if he can stay healthy he mm-hmm. can be a pretty sneaky top 20 wide receiver and yeah i feel like he's like more boom or bust um but the times that he boomed he like boomed and i feel like i have to understand in the screen game that's where christian watson pretty much feasts yes and i feel like that's that's where jordan love kind of likes to throw the ball respectfully i don't know if he's much of a field stretcher but he is someone who's gonna like really thrive in like that short passing game I agree. passing a luke musgrave hitting those screens to Christian Watson, having him do the rest. And that's why they drafted him so early in the draft last year, right? So that's why I'm pretty high on Christian Watson, again, at the right price. I feel like he's a really good steal in draft. They have to throw somewhere, right? So I don't think it's going to be Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you a look right now because who is high on Romeo Dobbs? You almost got me there, Oh, it was too, me. It year. was me. You almost got me, it was me. that, too. It was me. Respectfully, I'll own up to it. A hundred percent me, but okay. Last question: Are I love you this. are you drafting any Green Bay skill position players in fantasy football this year? I'll do Luke Musgrave late round. I like, like that. as a backup mm-hmm. tight end. He cannot be your full tight end. Yeah, like, you he's, know sometimes mm-hmm. I like having two tight ends some years, yeah. but you know he's a good backup. I agree with you. This isn't like he's not that player where you're like, okay, I'm going to tank and not pick a tight end. And then you you pick up Luke Musgrave. No, 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 no. Do not do that. You do no. You do not do that. (laughs) Because there's there in the off chance that he starts, but then uh, what is it? Uh, Craft. What's his first name? Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. Excuse me. Comes in and takes the starting role. What are you going to do? You're done so. You're done so for the whole year. You're done so. (laughs) Too funny. I have Christian Watson here, but I actually put dot dot dot. I don't feel too confident about it. So um, we'll see. I, I feel like, again, like late, late round flyer, might as well, might as well uh, take a shot on Christian once. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Do you think that this team has a chance to win their division this year? I don't think so. I think this is like my first team where I'm just like, no, like absolutely not. Like I think for the Steelers, I was like, oh, like last episode, I was like, oh, okay, like close my eyes. I can kind of like, some like there's like a one percent chance of it happening before the Packers. No, I don't, right? I got no two, dude. I think this it was pretty easy. I basically yeah, yeah, it was easy. I gotta know here. Sounds good. I didn't want to like spoil my other ones. Oh, okay. Well we'll we'll get the movie get there. Let's let's go talk about a some of the winning teams of this division. The first offense no, winning team by one more game. Hey, hey, and that one game mattered. Nine eight. It was instead of eight nine, like the Packers. Like the Packers. It's Detroit Lions who went nine and eight. Ryan, what what went right? What went wrong for this team? First of all, your first rounder didn't play, and then when he did play, he uh didn't really play because they didn't really they didn't really put him in, right? Yeah, he was a special teamer, and then he ran yeah. like one go route. Okay, so that's a problem when your first round pick isn't playing. Uh, Jared Goff. I mean, I didn't believe in him, but I think he's average enough to get the job done. How I see him at this point in his career is Alex Smith. Good enough to stay in the league, but to go win you a championship, I don't know. So is he? He's like primate, like Alex, like Alex Smith last year in SF, first year in Kansas City, right? Uh 
Well, Jared Goff's still young, so let, let's just say he's still in his uh San Francisco era. Oh, okay. He's not quite on the oh. Chiefs just yet. He's not oh. ready to get beat out by a quarterback yet. Come on, the Lions didn't draft a quarterback yet. Um, uh, oh, we don't know. We don't know. But come on now. Let's be real. <laughs> well, he was a late rounder. Home. It's not like Mahomes. Well, nah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, come on. Um, come on. But like, okay, respectfully. <laughs> this team beat out expectations for me. I'm going to lean, like, lean into like the woman, right? Did you think they were going to have a winning record like no. throughout your lifetime? We had them last. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like they they really turn it around. The other um, thing mm-hmm. is that. Actually, can we say one more bad thing about this team? <laughs> sure. Since we kind of alluded to how they drafted a QB. Yeah. Can we just say, like, they drafted Sam Laporta over. Michael Mayer over Luke Musgrave over everybody. Yes. <laughs> Even over the the dude that's gigantic. I forgot um, his name. Um, six seven guy or six the, eight. The guy from the Steelers, right? Yeah, the guy the Steelers drafted. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, sorry, but keep No, going. you're good. You're good. We'll, we'll, no, no, we'll I guess Dan Campbell was a tight end, right? Yes. So he's a he's a tight oh, end. Oh, he must screw. know. He must know. Yeah, he must know. He knows he must know. Let's talk about some free agents, some other additions that they had on this team. First off, David Montgomery, the running back. No swap. Um, well, a little division swap. Very interesting. Also got a they got safety, CJ Gardner Johnson. Pretty good signing. And they also got two corners, Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. So, right. Out of these additions, who do you think is going to kind of pop onto the scene? Or is there any free agent where you're like, yeah, this guy's going to be an impact player? We're like, all these kind of just like mid. I think. The problem here is Montgomery looked good after DeAndre Swift got traded, but then after DeAndre Swift got traded, they also drafted another guy. So then Montgomery doesn't look that good anymore. Mm. So then I feel like if anything, it's probably, I think in my notes, I'll probably talk about it soon, but it's their two corners. They're basically starting now. Those are their two new starters. You know what's so funny? I actually highlighted both of them too. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, like mm-hmm. go for it, go for it. Oh no, 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 go go ahead. I was just gonna say they're they're they literally addressed everything else in the draft and passed on, on so many corners. Exactly. So you know how much faith they have in Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley to pass and on out uh, of all their uh yeah. their their free agents, those are the only two starters on the depth chart as as of right now. Dang, that's crazy. Oh, so of yeah, course those they, would be the they, impact players. They drafted Brian Branch, so I think CJ Gardner Johnson kind of gets pushed back a little bit, huh? Exactly. So that's why it's just Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. And I feel like you can speak about Emmanuel Mosley. He's good when he gets on the field, a thousand percent. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, they really need cornerback help. They were third worst against the pass. They allowed 280 passing yards per game. Mm. That is a danger zone. Very Don't they danger. have a Jeff Okuda? They trade him, remember? Oh, Atlanta. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? So that was weird. your guy too. I remember. I, I kind of liked. I ain't like love Jeff Okuda. I'm just like Jeff Okuda's kind of good. Like I could see him popping off, but yeah, never, never panned out. He was injured a couple of times. See, that's, that's the worst part. You can't, you can't knock me for a player who was just injury ridden. You can't predict injuries. Fair enough. All right, uh, let's go talk about the draft. Um, very weird draft for the Lions. Not even the players. It's just like the order. So first off. Was Jameer Gibbs in the first round? Um, this was the team was that celebrated, like they 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 got the steal of the draft. Now exactly. where they were picking, exactly. Just like so, what the hell is going on right now? And they doubled down with a uh, interior linebacker Jack Campbell, and um, hey, it was just like alrighty, um, rounding off their uh, guess like couple, the rest of the draft picks essentially, Sam Laporta. Um, early second round. Ryan Branch also like early mid round in the second round, and then they also got Hendon Hooker at the end. Quarterback, the twenty six year old quarterback, pretty interesting. But we know he's twenty six. I thought that yeah, was you know, the. Uh, I thought that was Stetson. They're both old. Oh, Hendon um, Hooker is old too, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he's older than Lamar Jackson. He is oh he's twenty five. Excuse me. Ah, I don't know if that ah. makes it any better, but 
25. So by the time you finish your rookie contract, you're about to be 30. You're you're in your prime. Look, (laughs) just look at Russell Wilson. He's doing great. Um, All right, let's go talk about the draft. Any players that you think that you want to talk about or highlight? From the draft? Yeah. I guess we can just quickly talk about Hendon Hooker. Wow, okay. This here, is this like insurance for Jared Goff? Thousand percent. But like here, let, let me, this is the Tennessee guy, right? Right. Hendon yes, Hooker, the Thorn jerseys. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. He plays a totally different style of football than uh than Jared Goff. So I don't know, like it, it's it's very interesting. It's like if they were to like get rid of Jared Goff or like bench him, they're looking at a brand new playbook. A thousand percent. And it's it's going to be a little weird, to be honest with you. Um, like I understand the hand and hooker pick, but it's also like what you mentioned. Like, yeah, it's a completely different playbook. Like, I'm not quite sure. And he also played for like the ten for Tennessee. And I heard mm. that like their offense is like. It's not NFL caliber. Like, you know, when you talk about like Alabama, Ugh. it's like, or like Ohio State, like they're like NFL caliber offenses, right? But like, I think for Tennessee, they're like, okay, the wide receivers are going to run go routes and you throw the ball there. <laughs> and Perfect. if it's not there, you run. <laughs> and it's like, sounds okay. like another Jared Goffman. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think Hendon Hooker has something in there, but like, it's it's a way to see for them. It's it's like what you mentioned. It's just insurance for Jerry Goff if he like poops the bed okay. more time. Um, I highlighted Jameer Gibbs really quickly. Um, in terms of Jameer Gibbs, I am a pretty firm believer in him in fantasy. I'm not gonna lie to you about I that. I have him for fantasy. Okay, well, I'll just talk. I I'll talk about it on the NFL side, but I think he's a perfect scheme fit and compliment mm-hmm. for David Montgomery. Okay. Um, just because like. It's kind of like that Montgomery's thunder and like that, Yeah, the Montgomery is kind of like the, the thumper, bigger guy, Jameer Gibbs, little little smaller, little yeah. little little more nimble. Yeah, nimble lightning in the bottle, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I have for Jameer Gibbs. All right, let's go. Um, you kind of talked about it a little bit. Let's talk about some breakout players for the NFL and fantasy footballs. I, I, did you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. NFL, I have Jack Campbell. I think. Wow. If, yeah, and I, to be honest with you, my first bullet point is I think. He's going to be better than what most people think. I think he's a good scheme fit for this team. And he is a very much needed player okay. for this team. Because they need an interior linebacker. And this is one of those things where like, okay, if you think about it, the Lions literally needed interior linebacker. Yes. They need to stop the run. um, And they need someone to play at that second level of the defense. I understand that it's a reach, but they literally got their addressed guy. The need. They, they addressed yeah. the need and they got the one player that they thought on, on draft night would fit their scheme the best. And I'm just going right. to trust the draft process. You know what I'm saying? Like they probably, okay, okay. they probably understand it more than we do. You but at that saying? point, we're basically saying they had a great draft because they drafted Jameer Gibbs for their scheme fit and it didn't reach. I mean, sure they reached, but then it was like a scheme fit. Mm-hmm. So it works out. Well, I heard that they, that Jameer Gibbs wasn't going to last till picky um, last till picky team. Yeah. Oh, where they drafted Jack Ham. Maybe we are wrong. Right. So I'm just like, okay, maybe we don't understand because- something here. It was funny because I was looking at like Raiders uh, mock drafts before the draft, uh, before draft night, like weeks mm-hmm. in advance. I think Jack Campbell was projected to go like 37 where the Raiders were picking or 38 also, wherever that, they were picking. Too much of a breach thing. I mean, he was, I mean, that's like double, dude. Yeah, that's true. But then, like, you also have to understand like what other interior linebacker was being picked there. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. There, there wasn't a strong linebacker linebacker class exactly so it's just like okay like if they passed up on like it's i'm gonna like i hate to do this suck on the packers one more time but i don't like or not not the Packers. this this team it's the lions dude i was gonna say why why would you pass up on luke musgrave on um michael mayer Mm. and draft Mm -hmm. sam laporte i don't like the sam laporte pick i'm fine with the jack campbell pick but like when you pass up on two players who I would argue are better than Sam Laporta, 
that's when I'm like, okay, you reached on Sam Laporta. But for like Jack Campbell, he was like the first linebacker off the board, right? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So there you go. Um, do you want to talk about your breakout players? Yeah, I'll do it really quickly, and we can jump into your fancy football ones. I don't have too mm-hmm. much for this one because I was thinking, you know, since it's the NFL, you can have a mini breakout again. What if it's Amara St. Brown? Considering mm-hmm. that Jamison Williams is going to be gone for four games. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have that little stretch where he just goes ham again. I could see it happening a thousand percent, dude. I, I see it happening. That's why. That's why I got him down. And a fantasy football, who do you have? David Montgomery. It's funny because I have Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. I, I know Alrighty. that. Um, Alrighty. And this is not like before we like go at our throats. I just wanted to say we could both be right on this. And that's like what happened last year. And that was like my argument for like David Montgomery. So I just want to uh-huh, give you Jameer uh-huh. Gibbs. Um I just feel like he's going to break out, but not in the way that all of us are expecting him to or wanting him to. Because, like, we're not talking about how he's going to become the next Josh Jacobs, and you know that. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to produce those numbers. I just think he'll be a quality flex, in my opinion, because he's, like, a swift guy, but he's not your every down back. Because, like, you're Mm -hmm. probably going to talk about this, but your first and second down, you're probably, if you're running it, you're running it with Montgomery. Mm, Yeah. And I feel like when Gibbs is in, you're kind of hoping for, like, catches yeah catches the big plays almost like how they were using travis Etienne when james robinson was there kind of effective. yeah but then that was but that's still a little risky that's why i think at best this is a flex play yeah no there you go and um part of the reason why i kind of stray away and stray away from jameer gibbs like you shouldn't be chasing the tight the touchdowns at all but I mean, you look at what Jamal Williams did last year. He was RB11 last year. That is true. On the line. He had 17 touchdowns. Like, that's crazy. Personally, but it was I also because I feel like DeAndre Swift was kind of like not a factor. Right. So just like, like he wasn't the passing game. Like, I think Jamal Williams had like 11 catches all year. That's so just true. like, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. But like, he still rushed for some touchdowns. Like, he was still that, that goal to go back. Um, and I would argue that David Montgomery is better than Jamal Williams. So maybe there's even more production coming out of David Montgomery. That was going to be like where he should be drafted when he was playing in Chicago. No, but I still think he's going to be a value in like the seventh or eighth round Agreed. as a solid like flex play. Like if something were to happen to Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery's essentially an RB1, right? Exactly. So you're kind of like the floor is higher. See, it, it's it's hard to say. The floor is not too high because I think it could be it could be very low depending on who you go for because it could be a 50-50 at this point. Or we could mm-hmm. be both right, and then it's in the middle. Or one player gets injured, and then the guy – if you own the guy that didn't get injured, then you like you profit like crazy. Exactly. But like like as a bench player, like that's a risk you're willing to take. Like you're, he's probably going to be on your bench the whole season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's going to be a bi-week fill-in. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Um question for you and then we'll hop on to the last team how early would you draft jameer gibbs oh considering that he's only a flex probably gonna be way too rich for me like i okay. i, I would be okay with him like the starting at the ninth but then that's just me oh, my, my 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 adps that like probably like super whack dang i was gonna say like the sixth round fifth or sixth i'm fine I, I feel like in the fifth or sixth there are other guys you can take Probably oh, yeah. like I don't have anything on top of my head right now, but when we do like a mock fantasy draft, I'm sure there are guys that you would rather pick. I mean, it's up, it's up to your like your your draft strategy though, because if you go that three running true. backs, so like in your first like five picks, you go two wide receivers, three running backs, and he's your third running back. Like I'm not gonna like hate you. That's for fine it. then. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It depends yeah. on yeah, but at that point. You're going like no QB. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there. But QB so deep. I don't know. We can get there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when, when we're talking about the franchise. I always love talking about like fantasy football draft philosophy. It's yeah. so interesting. But yeah. Anyways, last question. Do you think they have a chance to win the division this year? No. <laughs> Meaning really? that there's one team that I think is going to win it. No way. Just no for all of them. I, I honestly think it's the Vikings division. I already, I already said oh, wow. I, I gave three no's already. Three firm no's. That's a, that's crazy. I put absolutely. I think this is the time for Detroit to win the division. Really? I think it's like the first time we actually are gonna like have a conflict here. I, I'm very since, since when did you believe in Jared Goff all of a sudden? Since um, 
when you stop picking them, my guy, mm. in our weekly pickings. So uh, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about how we're gonna uh break down the standings at the end. All right, last team, the Vikings, thirteen and four. I'm curious, Ryan. So, so what went right for this team? What went right? Well, Justin Jefferson was always good. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is that Adam Thielen was like. I think what he did was expected. No one expected him to do much more than what he did. Okay. Or how much he contributed. Kirk Cousins played just like how we expected him to play. Okay. I I think things kind of went how we expected. Like there was no shock or surprise because I don't think anyone doubted. Like we put the 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 Packers higher, but then we mm-hmm. didn't doubt the Vikings ability. That's that's a good point. To go out there and then be a competitive team. I yeah. I think they overachieved last year. That's a that's little bit team. because like they did only lose four games. A little bit of an overachievement. I I feel like I I would have been more comfortable with them around eleven, maybe eleven games. Sounds a little yeah, bit like ten or eleven. I I can see that. Uh, I feel like ten a little too low, but I I'll go with eleven. Okay. Um. In terms of new additions, they re-signed Alexander Madison. They signed a pretty big deal for Josh Oliver, which is kind of weird because I still have TJ Hawkinson. They re-signed Garrett Bradbury, and they signed Mark Stephenport and Byron Murphy Jr. Out of these players, yeah. Ryan, is there any like impact players in free agency that they signed? I don't know if it's impact. I say the two big names would be Marcus Davenport and Byron Murphy Jr. I think if you're old enough, then you know that like Marcus Davenport, what first rounder with the Saints, they trade up like 20 spots to get him. Sorry. Yeah. And I then like that. Byron Murphy to the Cardinals in like the second mm-hmm. round or something. I just remember a Madden. He had a decent rating. No, no, you're you're like spot on. Yeah, he's pretty good. I I also highlighted Marquise Davenport. Um, just because this team, the Vikings, bottom half half of the league in terms of sacks, I feel like they don't have that X factor pass rusher that they desperate need. And they signed Marcus Davenport on a one year deal, so this is his prove it year. Mm-hmm. So if he can prove that he's an X factor, um, defensive end. Shoot, he's gonna make hella bank. So yeah, yeah. There's that. Um, for the draft, they have a lot of young corners actually. I think Byron Murphy is gonna start opposite of Andrew Booth, who was just drafted last year. Yeah, but he like never played, right? So like that's like he's the... a little injured too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's, that's why they got sense. real. They got pretty young corners. I agree. With you. Yeah. All right. In the draft, two picks in the first three rounds. Number one, Jordan Addison. Number two, Makai Blackman, corner. Makai's becoming a popular name because we saw Makai Becton. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's getting pretty popular. Okay. Um, I highlighted Jordan Addison here, and I feel like you might have as well. Unless you, I have him as my uh, both my NFL and fantasy breakout. So we'll talk about that. I actually have him. I have him as my fantasy breakout. So let's jump into my NFL breakout, and we'll just talk about. Okay, Jordan and then Addison. we'll move over. Okay, okay. Yeah, I have Alexander Madison here. The, and you're like, they Whoa. resigned him. Okay, I mean, all right, they resigned right. him. And I have this really weird suspicion that Dalvin Cook won't be cooking this year. Won't be cooking? Yeah. Like Tell me why. Tell me why. There's like these rumors that he's going to be traded. There are rumors that he's just going to be cut because he's like getting up in age and like his cap hits pretty big. And I'm like, okay. And they also signed Alexander Madison as a backup, but he's like getting what Deonta Foreman's getting and like close to what David Montgomery's getting. Which is David like, Montgomery is also the supposed like okay actually no you're right you're right that's see, step see, things. see yeah. there you go there you go you start <laughs> yep, thinking about right. it and you're, you're like right. okay wait David you're Montgomery right. isn't just a backup to Jameer Gibbs like they plan to use him and that's why I'm just like okay Alexander Madison very hmm. sneaky with this I feel like you're you're having me a little sold on this but then like god damn it dude every time I bite into one of your things it doesn't work dude. And I'm not saying draft Alexander Madison before Jameer Gibbs, but I'm just saying, you know, at this point, I will draft Madison. (laughs) Jesus. I'm I'm just saying, you know, like if you see someone with Dalvin Cook and, you know, it's like the eighth or ninth round and you're picking ahead of him, screw him over. Get get yourself Alexander Madison. See what happens. (laughs) That guy. Um, But yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about something more positive. Let's talk about Jordan Addison here. Um, we we're both high on this dude. I think out of the four most popular receivers, did we put him over JSN? I feel like we. I did not. I had JSN. Oh. One. You did though. You had Jordan Addison one. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I'm, I'm vibing with Addison, dude. 
hey man, I'm not gonna doubt you. I mean, you put Chris Olave up there really high. Trust, um, trust. It's all about the ago. route running. You gotta look smooth on the tape, you know. I okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You're 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 the route running technician amongst yeah. the two of us. So you understand. My eyes. I, I, I can spot it out, but I can't do it myself. Ah, I see. I yeah. see. Preach but can't practice. No, you're good. No, you're you're good. Good. Coaches don't play. <laughs> Come on now. You are so right. Go ask you're... Bill to play. Bill Belichick doesn't play. Oh, of course. Honestly, yeah. though, Jordan Addison. Go for it. Go I, for it. I think he's just set up in a great position. And I think sometimes that's way more important than being skillful. Because sure, you can be good and you might produce better numbers. Like, like you will produce better numbers if you're in a favorable situation. Like, for example, you're fed the ball a lot. Your numbers are bounded. Or they're, they're bound to be, uh what, inflated? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. But then that's fine. Because when you look at it in terms of fantasy, it's just about what you can produce. It doesn't matter how you got there. I'll, I'll counter your I'll, I'll counter argument for this. Go ahead. Um, in, fa- in your favor. Drake London. And I'm not uh, pooping on Drake London. Uh, uh. 28% uh, target share. So yeah. think about that. He was getting pa- the ball was being passed to him 33% of the time the Falcons passed. He only averaged six targets per game. Plus, true, he had like true, the true. highest, um, he had like the highest uh inaccurate passes thrown to him. Okay. I just like like and I'm just trying to so, yeah, yeah like, that's a case even when like, Drake London's one, even uh-huh. though he's getting the production. If your quarterback sucks, I'm like, what's the point, right? Yeah, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. But Jordan Addison, he's the two. He's in a pretty good passing offense. He, he's he a two, Kirk. but then I feel like so he's a two on the wide receiver spectrum, but from a receiver standpoint, I think he's a three. Because I'm pretty sure at the end of last season, TJ Hawkinson kind of found his groove. Oh, you're saying you're saying in the target share order go. Or or also Jefferson, like who are you going to defend if you yeah, have to yeah, go yeah, play yeah. the Vikings? I'm yeah. pretty sure Addison would be third on your list. No, that's fair. But like that that's even better for Jordan Addison. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So not even the number two. Not even I think like He's going to be one of those rookie wide receivers that try to be targeting like the later rounds of the draft. Yeah, I, I think there's true value there. Um, which I'm going to circle back, and this is my question for you, Ryan. I think this is like my favorite question that I asked you this week. Who is better value in fantasy football this year? Is it Justin Jefferson or is it Jordan Addison? Value wise, Jordan Addison, hundred percent. It's all Addison. So, so you're saying hundred percent, but like you don't <laughs> want the best player in fantasy football. Okay, I come from – okay, okay, okay. Objectively speaking, you're spending a first-round pick on this guy. Sure, mm-hmm. but then with Addison coming in and stuff, what if he doesn't get the same numbers or he doesn't produce the same numbers anymore? Okay. From a yeah. subjective standpoint, I think Tyreek Hill is better in the first round. So <laughs> I feel like with Jordan Addison – You don't care about Jalen Waddle? No, I'm not worried. It's Tyreek Hill, dude. <laughs> okay. You don't understand how much I believe in Tyreek Hill. Year in and year out. The Kool-Aid you drink is amazing. That it's Miami been like this for a Dolphin few years, dude. Run. I agree with you. Dude, I, I like Tyreek Hill when he was a rival. He was yes. a division rival, you know? So sure. I, I really like this dude. Speaking but volumes. It, yes, yes. I love him. Uh, Addison, though. You can take him, what, 10th round? Okay, that that's probably a little too low. Eighth, eighth to tenth, maybe. Would you say? Yeah, like eighth. Yeah, and then he will probably produce. His ceiling would be wide receiver two numbers, which is pretty good. in round yeah, eight to ten, which is way more value than getting a wide receiver one in the first round. But then my counter argument that is, what if you draft like a, like Najee the Najee Harris of last year? Oh. Uh, Instead, now you got a wide receiver uh, twin and an RB two. Uh, uh, God, but don't don't do that. Then don't do that. That's your problem. <laughs> That's your own problem. <laughs> because at that point, we're not we're, we're not just comparing what Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison where they're being drafted. We're we're kind of looking at a team in a holistic view, right? Oh, that's true. But I guess I'm just like, if you were not to draft Justin Jefferson, who would you pick instead? 
Kelsey. So it's like the argument. Okay, like a Kelsey. Okay. Kel- I think Kelsey produces decent numbers That's or fair. like numbers that are somewhat comparable, but people kind of like think people would totally go Jefferson over Kelsey. No, I think it's a good draft philosophy there. Going like a Kelsey and then like you can do Kelsey. You can literally Harrison, do. Yeah. I mean, I think Tyreek Hill's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in the first? Shoot, you trust Saquon Barkley there? Oh, that's you. That's all you. You're you're a Barkley. Okay. All I'd bark, no pick, bite. I'd love remember? to pick behind you. I'd love to pick behind you in this yeah. in next year's draft. I don't mean all, all bark, you no going bite. one. I'm going two. That's not what I mean. I mean like <laughs> later round of the. Draft. <laughs> the draft. All righty. All righty, man. Um, couple last questions for you. One, do you think the Vikings have a chance to win this yes, division? Sir. They will win it. Oh, I'm bold with this. I, that's why. That's why I think I started off this episode with the tone that this this NFC North division. It's not that interesting. Is because I I think in my head I got to figure it out already. We're gonna. This is gonna be the one that we're gonna have some conflict. In. Let's let's talk about. Should I do the countdown next year? Um, yeah, we're going to go reverse order, right? Reverse order. So the worst team? Yes. Uh, let me put the word. Okay. So one, two, three, and then we say it. Yes, give me one second. I need to think about okay. this. Okay. Okay. okay one, three. two, three, Packers. Packers. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. <laughs> okay. Number two. Okay, uh, our no, team no, no, three, on. third in the division. Okay, you you ready for this now? Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me think again. Let me, let me think one more time. I'm a little worried now. Okay, I'm ready. One, two, three, Bears. Bears. Okay, perfect. I did this. Okay, dude, we're probably just swapping our our, our top two. Yes, I'm assuming right. you're going Vikings and I'm going Lions. Yeah, you got lines at the top. Spot. Okay, yep. yeah, that's fine. So it, 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 we're pretty close on that, but I think now I'm coming out on top. I think I, for you to believe that Dan Campbell is going to top this, insane, just insane. I really think they're going to have another winning record. They will, they will. But the thing is, the Vikings are going to win the division. Really, the Lions can go take really the wild card, do whatever they need, but they're not winning the division. I. We'll see. We'll see when the season ends and we do this again. I, I'm actually pretty firm on my stance with the lines. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, that's Alrighty. all I had, man. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we talk about the AFC East. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.